The Pixel Hearts would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land where each member has recorded this episode. The Gadigal people of the Aura Nation, the Wadawarung, the Bunurong, and the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. The team would like to pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging, and recognise the sovereignty was never ceded. This continent always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Pixel Hearts. My name is Faye, and I just got some of that new 2024 Unity Activewear. It's so comfortable, but I can't go out for a jog or I will incur a runtime fee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Hi, um, my name is Taya, and I'm just opening up the dating app. Oh, look, hot singles in my area. Hot singles at 100 meters. Hot singles at 50 meters. 20 meters. 10 meters. Five meters. My God, they're coming through the wall. <laughs> Hi, um, I'm Molly and Butt. That's my surname. It's Butt. And my love for the pixel hearts is like diarrhea. I can't hold it in. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, and this week we're joined by special guest Jules, if you'd like to say hello. Hi, I'm Jules from the Australian Gothic Podcast, and I think about the Roman Empire every day because, like them, I too am hoping to be completely destroyed by Goths. (laughs) (laughs) And this week, unfortunately, Cameron can't join us, but we are still a team of romantic gamers with one special guest who want to help you achieve a play of the game in your love life. And this week on the show, we have a question from a very concerned listener. Hi, Pixel Hearts. My partner is a staunch supporter of the Archibus Corporation, but I believe in the Rubicon Liberation Front. How do I convince my partner to join their union? So this is a difficult one because, as we know, uh, can't trust corporations and you should always Mm -hmm. back your liberation fronts. So um, does anyone perhaps have any experience with the union in this podcast i wonder (laughs) i wonder who i wonder who jules Mm. you're the special guest here uh yes um well there's there's a number of ways you can do this you can you can go the very the very sort of soft route where you're explaining uh the benefits of unionism you can um you can go uh, you can go into the deep history of unions. Uh, depends on depends on the partner, like how how history nerd is your partner. And if they're enough of a history nerd, they should actually already be a union member. No, um, <laughs> but <laughs> I, no, I, I think that's true. Actually, like most yeah. of the union union officials that I know, and mm. I'm fairly certain most of the union officials you know are all history nerds who know all about the labor issues and and strikes and fights over the years. Yeah. Um, you can, you can go the, the, the very, very hard route where you just explain, uh, no scabs. Absolutely. Mm. No scabs. I don't Mm. date scabs. Um, but obviously that might be, it, it sounds like you're, you're trying to, to bring your partner on board, which is, um, which is a very worthwhile enterprise. Look, maybe we should start off with the. <laughs> yeah, uh, Taya, are you? <laughs> T- tell us 
<laughs> Tell us why, um, to our dear listeners, uh, some of the benefits uh, of, of joining a union. Look, um, the fundamental uh, power and uh, the fundamental goal of unions is to build collective um, support and influence um, in a workplace, in an industry, um, and occasionally and very often um, in both a national and international movement. Uh, if you break it down, and you need a simple example of this, think about the last time you had a problem in the workplace or elsewhere in life, and when you tried to deal with it individually, how successful were you? For some people, it's an easier time. Sometimes you have a lot of influence as an individual. But most of the time, you'll find that when it comes to solving whatever problem you may encounter in life, it's always much easier and always a much greater chance of success if you approach it collectively. And that's what unions attempt to facilitate, um, which is building that collective power in workplaces and helping workers um, get together, organize together, build their uh, influence, build their coordination, build the trust uh, between individuals so that they can all work together uh, and go in the same direction, if not necessarily to the same beat of the same drum. Um, and that is essentially the power of a union. I have a toxic, a toxic solution to this, if we're all oh, yeah. interested. Oh, yes. Uh, yep. You need to change your home life as if it was a corporate structure and make no. them truly understand why they should be unionized, right? No. You got to call them into an HR meeting in the bedroom, <laughs> <laughs> not a sexy one, one of those no. completely unsexy ones that just, you know, and be like, I'm sorry, but without proper representation, I'm afraid you hold no power in this. Actually, no, this is starting to sound hot. No, oh no! no. <laughs> no just bring lots of paperwork, right? Like I've got like sign two B A form, but you can only do that if you've already signed two B four A. But you can't get that if you you don't have two B four two, and <laughs> on and on and on uh, every day for anything you do. Uh, you could look, start timing I, their bathroom breaks. <laughs> no. no that is someone's king i'm sure oh yeah no <laughs> no it is oh. is it a kink it is <laughs> oh god so like all right beyond the the capacity of like you know i guess performance improvement plan um kink play uh i'm sorry but you're not hitting the the kpis that you need in the bedroom um <laughs> <laughs> like all right i think that we'll go a little bit into maybe how union uh officials and delegates and union activists and volunteers in the workplace have their approach for how to get someone to join a union and unfortunately they can't go the full lysistrata and uh do a sex strike and prevent anyone from uh get, having a good time Ooh, a sex strike is a good idea though yeah look no scabs no scrubs none of them get yeah. my love um <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah so with us um you know the first thing that we always sort of uh do to approach this sort of problem is um we talk about um the benefits of the collective approach and the security and the safety and the um, and the confidence that it can bring. So 
first of all, you know, if you're talking to your partner who's working at the Archibus Corporation, <coughs> obviously they 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 will talk to you about the issues they've got in the workplace. They'll talk to you about, you know, how the corporation mistreats <gasps> them or where things could be better. A big thing that often people want to organize for is is better pay, right? Uh, and so that's one of the big things and one of the big benefits of of where unions can support you because union uh, workers on on average and in general get paid much more than their non-unionized colleagues. Mm. So uh, I believe there are certain kind of like steps to have a conversation. And I think step one is pretty much like, hi, honey, welcome home. How was your day? And if talking about work was absolutely an awful time, that's usually the place that these conversations start at too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think that there's a lot of people who have been brainwashed by the capitalist system into thinking that the way things are is the way they have to be and that there's no capacity to change it. Mm. And a lot of the time when you talk about like problems in in the workplace, uh, that you will get that response of there's no way to change it. And that's when you can say, yes, absolutely, individually, there is no way to change things. Um, the, the capitalist system, the West, particularly the Western capitalist system, also uh, indoctrinates us to think purely about the individual um, because it seeks to diminish our collective power. Um, and talking about the kind of things people can achieve together and uh, um, is is really helpful. Like there are a lot of if you if you look at like old or even modern union propaganda, um, you'll you'll see lots of slogans, things like "the boss needs us, we don't need him," and um, and that's kind of a really interesting starting point for things like you can say what would happen tomorrow if none of the workers showed up if absolutely none of us were showed up and and the answer might be oh well in you know they everyone would get fired and you go okay okay um how long would it take them to replace the entire workforce how long would it take them to train up an entirely new workforce of people who especially when there's no one there with any institutional knowledge. How are they doing that? Like make them understand their own value, um, that they're not, that they don't owe it to their boss. Their boss, you know, the reason that bosses pay workers is because they need them. It's not, they're not doing them a favor. They're not doing charity for them. Um, I, you can, I, oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, I was, mm. I was just going thinking, thinking of another approach, but if you had mm. uh, uh, things that you were going to wrap up with or say, add. No, no, do, no, I'm good. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool, cool. So um, I was just thinking maybe just like subtly hint um, how tasty your boss's uh, flesh looks. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like, you know, it's got a, got a nice little, little chew on that. Mm, and, absolutely. I mean, look, uh, 
a lot of this. I'm hosting an orgy later, but only union reps are allowed to turn up. And just like orgies, unions are better with more people. So just wondering if you wanted to join my union. Oh, man. Well, on, on that note, I actually think, especially when, when you're talking about like an intimate partner, I think that sort of, I think it's actually really worthwhile saying, um, being part of a union is really key to my values. That's an important way that I see the world and that I, that I act within it. And it's quite important to me that people in my life share my values somewhat. Um, that's like, very I, fair. I, yeah, like I think that, you know, if I mean, I assume everyone's a little bit leftist on this podcast. I've listened to it. Um, oh, and, you know me. I'm, I'm a, yeah. I'm a <laughs> deep centrist tear. Deep centrist. Um, I believe both sides have good points. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, <laughs> both but the I anarchists actually, and the yeah. communists. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can build a bridge between them. Um, I, I think there's. Yeah, like, I think playing the I want you to have similar values to me card is quite powerful and and kind of worthwhile. Like, I, I am actually at the point where I won't start a relationship with someone who is not a union member. Um, that's, like, that's become a hard boundary for me because it's too key to my worldview and it's too key to, like, the work that I do. Um, and yeah, like if, if somebody's not going to share that, if they, if they don't join the, like, if their union sucks, that's a different conversation to be had. And I'll have that conversation with them. But if they're just completely, if they're anti-union or they're apathetic towards the union movement, then I just feel like we're not going to see eye to eye. Um, I, I realize I'm probably quite hardline in that, but um, but that's for my 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 intimate relationships. Like with friends, I'm willing to do the work. Hmm. Okay, and- okay. Can you volunteer to help at the union that supports their job? Right, even just a little bit, and then you can be like, I don't want to find ourselves on opposite sides of this war. Um, oh so Mm. i mean a lot of unions do have sort of volunteering opportunities especially around things like industrial action um often uh if there is like a picket there will be sort of community pickets that you can join um so yeah there's certainly that option but my preference uh as a union official and a union activist is uh Talk to your partner about, so the framework that an official might use um, is one of the ones I can think of off the top of my head is what's called anger, hope, action. Oh, yeah. Where you basically (laughs) identify, you go through these basic steps, but try not to go through it like a robot. uh, Anger, identify what's going on um, at the workplace that gets your friend, your lover, your colleague, your comrade, passionate. So is the issue around pay? Is the issue around bullying and harassment? Is the issue about um, something else that's going on in the workplace? Something that impacts them in a way that's concrete. 
So not just, oh, I think it would be nicer if the boss was treated us better, but something like, you know, uh, our pay is so bad, I can't, like, I'm having trouble making rent. I have to decide whether or not to eat every second day or something like that. That's something that's concrete. Then you talk to them about hope, which is things can be better. We can work together uh, to, you know, win something better, win something bigger. We can do this and there are examples I can think of or examples I can point to is a good approach. But even just talking about the benefits of uh, banding together you know, Faye, you were talking about um, orgies earlier. So, yeah, yep. exactly. Uh, unions uh, work exactly like orgies in that they work better when everyone comes together. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. like, yeah, talk about mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, we're much stronger um, together. And then action. Have a clear, straightforward approach uh, that, you know, your friend, your partner, your lover, your comrade can take which is, for most people, step one is joining the union um, and getting in contact with their organizer, with their delegate, and saying, look, I want to get involved. Um, for some people, uh, that may not be the first step that they want to take. Sometimes they want to see how the union works. So as an official, I always love having people who aren't members of their union to come along to meetings and seeing how we work. Um, it's always nice to, to welcome their contribution and uh, have them as a part of the conversation, but... Um, Sorry, I still have the orgy metaphor in my yeah. head. I'm just wondering what that involves in just that situation. Just someone coming along and watching. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Just, just having yeah. a watch, doing some voyeurism. Yeah, yeah, Fun. yeah. yeah. Maybe there's like a little window that you can kind of peek through, right? Like <laughs> oh, that's a turn kink. <laughs> uh, and we support that <laughs> uh yes this is not the kink shaming podcast well especially not when cameron's not here um is there so, a kink shaming podcast can i go on that <laughs> is, is uh, that a okay. kink i'm yes. sure there is <laughs> oh my god okay well i guess now's a good time yeah. to talk about our other podcast Faye and myself is it a kink mm -hmm. uh, the answer is always yes um, <laughs> every episode <laughs> um, but yeah I guess I don't know um, I've obviously got a lot of experience talking to people about joining their union how about everyone else here have you ever had that discussion how did it go yeah I um, I also get a lot of people to join <laughs> a union um, the union my union is a little bit easier to get people to join uh it's the australian unemployed workers union and uh, membership is free for welfare recipients because obviously it has to be um so that that does like because what sometimes people will talk about the cost of union dues but i think that like i've always felt that that paying union dues is really is really important you do get something out of it um it allows workers it allows organizers to be recompensated for the work they do. But I, yeah, I think the, the try before you buy approach of, Hey, just come along, see what it's like. Talk to some other union members, um, talk to them outside your workplace because the workplace can be a really intimidating setting, um, to do that in. Uh, 
it's it's a lot easier to recruit people when the organization that they're up against is hugely abusive um and all powerful and but even when when it's more comfortable you can talk about the the history of workplace rights and conditions that have been gained through union activism and that like none of that was was natural none of that was like every single positive thing in a workplace has been um has been gained through collective action of some kind usually that's through unionism in some fields it's it's a little less formalized than that and it's by all the workers coming together and asking and um that tends to be that tends to work better in fields where all the workers are extremely highly skilled um because they have a little bit more labor power in or or are considered to have more labor power um Sometimes you'll get people talking about how bosses are necessary for work to continue, and uh, that's when I like to pull out my favourite little history tidbit, which is the Sydney Opera House, uh, when the construction workers, I think it was the BLF, the um, Builders Labourers Builders Liber- Federation. Yeah. Oh, that's right, the Builders Labourers Federation, not the Builders Liberation Front, which is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're so tired with how um, how badly the project was being run that they they collectivized. They essentially sacked the bosses and finished. Hell yeah! Yeah, finished building. Them. <laughs> Not quite, but um, we tasty, never saw tasty, where they flash. went. They could be in the foundations of the oh, opera gosh. house, um, <laughs> and they they finished building that themselves. They um, and it was it was more efficient. The job got done. Um, it's a it's a beautiful building that is an icon and what people one of the first images people think of when they think about Australia, um, and and more importantly people didn't need to be forced into doing that. Like workers of any kind can and do take pride in the work that they do. Um, It's important for workers to be properly compensated for that because we all need to live. We need to be able to like have a roof over our heads. We need to be able to buy food. We need to be able to like live good lives with leisure time. Um, We need to be able to afford to buy video games. Um, But See, I like I like the idea of like painting that kind of story mm. about uh, like were you aware that you've been culturally brainwashed to yeah. think that maybe unions are a bad idea? And the example I always give is uh, the term luddite. I'm like, what's a luddite? And they're like, mm. oh, it means someone who doesn't like technology. Mm. You're like, well, did you know that name came from Ned Ludd? who was, like, one of the first activists for, I believe, Weavers, who turned up and just started smashing shit, right? Just, like, don't like this, smash. And so it came about that this story is not something that is commonly shared in culture. It's, like, of all of our, like, old stories and almost folklores about people, it's not a common one to go into. And they even made it slang to be like, oh, look at this slang word. This means unions are shit. And 
if they went to that much effort, they must be scared of something. And don't you want to be on the cool team who's scary? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I think that with the, um, the story about the Luddites, what they were, the reason they were smashing the, the mill equipment was that it was replacing workers' jobs. It was pl- replacing artisans. Um, and I think that particularly in the industries that all of you work in is um, AI has is very much the same problem. Um, it's well, doing, I mean, yeah. I for <laughs> one welcome our new AI overlords. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting it on record for when they take yeah. over. <laughs> yeah. I my favorite quote about AI comes from Zizek, where it's just like, oh yes, the students will use AIs to <laughs> write the essays. I will use AI to mark them. And while that's all happening, we'll all go outside and do philosophy. <laughs> yes, mm. exactly. And on that note, <laughs> I am part of the NTEU, which is the National Tertiary Education Union. And right now um, in Melbourne, I mean, I was also part of the Sydney strikes over the last couple of years. Uh, but currently in Melbourne, we're doing a whole round of strikes as well. Um, it's very across- sexy. Yes, across the city, across our different institutions. And I've been having some conversations with my colleagues or just generally friends who are working in academia slash are about to start teaching perhaps or, um, you know, working as a casual, as a PhD student, et cetera, et cetera, or maybe contracted work. Academia is highly precarious. There's very little ongoing stable positions available. It's highly casualized. So uh, way too much of the workforce are on casual contracts. And if you think of tutors, um, they have to find a new contract every single semester, right? That's how that kind of works right now. And you can kind of imagine the terrible working conditions that kind of fosters. And, uh, the other day I had someone kind of ask me a few questions and some of the answers that I kind of gave was such as you can kind of think of it as like workplace insurance. So if something happens, but you're already part of the NTEU, um, like you can find people to advocate for you. You're more safer in numbers. Um, but also that even if, for example, our branch votes to go on strike, it's still your choice of how you want to participate. Even if you're a member, you know, you can, um, you're, you're allowed to abstain from voting if you want to, um, et cetera, Absolutely. et cetera. Right. Absolutely. So it's try it out, have, go along. I think in most cases, you'll find that it will be useful to be a part of. Absolutely. I'm going to throw in my last two cents here and say, look, if you want to look at the union as an insurance plan, it's going to be... That's a militia. Cheapest... <laughs> uh, <laughs> it'll be one of the cheapest plans you've ever um, signed up for. But that, I think, does limit your scope of possibility for what a union can be. A union is not just insurance. And the more you put into it, the more you participate, the more you 
put forward your two cents, the more you participate in the democratic process, the more you speak to your colleagues, the more you work with your colleagues, the more you go to union meetings, the more you go and participate in industrial action, the more you're able to win, the more you're able to get out of it. And the more, if you still want to look at things in terms of a cost-benefit analysis, because that's what capitalism always teaches you to do, the more of a return on investment you'll get. Bing, 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 stonks. Yeah. Stonks. Stonks. (laughs) Bing, 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 bing. (laughs) And I think that's about all the time we... Oh, wait, no, we've got one more, go. I've got one more, which is... You can also just culture bomb them. You can just start <laughs> playing union songs around the house. Just like make yourself a big playlist of like uh Billy Bragg, Tom Morello's solo stuff, uh Dropkick Murphys. Yeah, Dropkick Murphys, just keep playing and they'll be like, Oh, this is a banger, oh, this is a banger, and just just keep it there in the background. Like and if they ever complain, just whisper under your breath, first up the uh, against up against the wall comes the revolution. And when yes. they say, What did you say? Go, oh nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> if they complain, say, take it up with my union rep. <laughs> and with yeah. that, we would like to remind you all that Pixel Hearts is a no scab podcast, and we want to thank Ryan Stanton for producing the Pixel Hearts and Blusher for our intro and outro, the Pixel Heart theme song, and One Pixel at a Time. For all of our links, or if you need the Pixel Hearts to help troubleshoot your love life, well, we also have our PAX panel coming up, so we would heavily appreciate some good questions for that, please head over to our link tree in the show notes. But until the next time, be kind to one another. Enjoy That's the union. not the right line. Join the union. Oh, and listen to Australian Gothic, which is available anywhere you get podcasts. Woo! Can we like end with like a no? I don't want no scrubs. <laughs> Wait, scabs? No, mm. I don't want no, no scabs. scabs. <laughs> it's okay. Ryan will, Ryan will edit it in. Yeah, it's it's fine. It. We're good.